0: Welcome back to the 12-Sided Guys. We have Matt playing Pine. Hi. Scott playing Joff. That's me. Jordan playing Ebby. Salutations. Sabrina playing Nari. Hey there. And me, Paul, playing pretend with my friends. (laughs) As we begin a new year, I'd like to make some predictions for the future of the Crystal Codex campaign. First ebby will quit adventuring and start an emo punk band called horse aflame his first hit (laughs) single beep bop burn (laughs) second pine will retire again and take up his real passion he'll move to the coast and start selling polished rocks to out-of-town tourists third (laughs) nari will change her name to natty short for natty 20 she will however continue to kick ass Fourth, Joff will finally admit to himself that Nari, Ebi, and Pine are his friends, right before the TPK happens in, oh, I think about two episodes? <laughs> oh, no. Before that happens, tell your friends to check us out. Also, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash 12 Guys. Anyway, if you're like me and Quistis made you hot for teacher, then this <laughs> podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 46.
1: weapon was so weird <laughs> her weapon wait which one was that from
0: it was a whip no renoa was the one with the crossbow thing on her arm it, or the
1: lost the thing it was uh Qu- Quistus was the teacher with the whip with the blonde hair and the glasses <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah now i remember i thought her first item like was whip like but did not look like a whip at all huh. um that's not what I
0: remember. All, I remember, <laughs> I, remember, all I, remember. I remember is you guys running out to the beach and she's up there with the two, with the big, huge, like stationary machine gun blowing away the robot that's chasing you. And I'm like, oh, I'm in love. I think this is awakening something in me. <laughs> Deep beneath the Stormfist village of Summerhome, down in what the clan calls the Fortress, during a brief respite from the dangerous trek into the bowels of the earth, the man known as Colbury. Former Magister of Tabury pulls out a quill and paper and begins writing. As he scratches out the words in his hasty yet delicate scrawl, the ink slowly fades and disappears, only to reappear in one of the numerous volumes carefully stowed away in Colbury's carpet bag, indexed and sorted for quick retrieval at a later date. As Colbury writes out the name Pine, the information previously written about Pine appears Lieutenant General Temrid Pine, retired, 34 Red Rose Street, husband of Petal, deceased, and father of Captain Sonya Pine. Temrid Pine Jr., and Leon Pine, defeated during the Sack of Redleaf, now an author of, quote, persuasive literature. The man known as Colbury quickly adds, a swordsman of competent skill, more vigor and vitality than at our last meeting. Bears a sword reminiscent of a menory's saber, but obviously enchanted in some way, appears to be the conscience of the group. Colbury waits for those words to disappear before writing the next name, Nari. Again, the previous entry appears on the page. It reads, Nari, from the Glass Mountains, Copperbeard or Stormfist clan, lover named Ember who works out of the Kagari. After this entry, Colbury crosses off Copperbeard and circles Stormfist, then adds, Sister to the chosen hero of the Stormfist clan, Tazar, but actually revealed to be herself the person prophesied, bears the axe of Adjudicator Alric, if I'm not mistaken, meaning another Adjudicator lies dead at the feet of her and her companions. Externally, she fits right in with the Stormfist clan, but internally, I sense she no longer sees things the same way as her kin. As the words fade, the man known as Colbury writes the name, Roos. The words that appear read, Roos Lorimer, hunter of the Howling Talon, born and raised in Tabury, father deceased, sister Kira left Tabury years before, leaving a widowed mother living in the muds of Tabury alone. Recently back in town, seeking the heir of the former kingdom of Everlyn, believed to be in the area. He adds at the bottom, Now calls himself Joff and no longer bears the gauntlets of Howling Talon, appears to have some new skills, no longer utilizing crystals, that appear supernatural in nature, including a disc or chakram that appears in his hand when he wills it. Did he give up the name Roos out of fear? And if so, fear of whom? Howling Talon or something else? As those words fade, Colby writes the last name of the group, Enigma. The entry that appears is short. A most peculiar deacon, sometimes assistant to Mr. Pine, otherwise out in the wilds beyond my purview, of no interest until the riot at the Tabury Gallows, now I wish I'd paid better attention. Colbury crosses out Enigma and writes Ebby, and to the bottom of the entry he adds, A deacon, or Ormec, that appears to have a will of his own as well as personality, exhibits a special connection with the natural world, a loyalty to his friends, and the innocence of a young child or adolescent. Could he represent the true nature of the ancient tech the empire calls deacons? The ethical ramifications are staggering. The words disappear once more, and finally he writes a date. Nintali the 25th, year 837, Almerian 50. Entered the cave in summer home, descended deep into the mountain. Ancient facility in good condition and repair, although artifacts are delicate and crumble at the slightest touch. Acquired a tome written in allele, secured in my bag encountered Ormex of an autonomous nature, distinctly different from those designated deacons, descending further to investigate the facility in hopes of uncovering my query, the Crystal Engine, but must rescue the false hero of the Stormfist first. Putting faith in the four rabble-rousers of tabery may prove disastrous, but no other choice. At least they appear to not have the Crystal Disk, as my spells could not detect it on them. No matter how much trust I place in them, I cannot trust the final decision of using the disc to those four. He stops writing, waits for the words to disappear again, and quietly stows the paper and quill away in his robes. And Pine
2: is looking over his shoulder and he says <laughs> And he says, The four rabble rousers of Tavery, that's a terrible group name. We're Nari and the boys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that rolls off the tongue so much better.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, okay.
0: After clearing out the first floor with um, its various Ormex, the Anvil Ormec and the Hammer Ormex, you guys have uh, gone down the stairs into the next floor down um, and down this narrow hallway. Uh, instead of continuing straight down the hall, you have actually turned south and opened up some double doors into a large open room. And as I recall, the last thing that happened was you saw... Two more of the Smithing Ormex, the Hammer-Bearing Ormex, and two more of the Anvil Ormex, the ones that run into you and knock you down. Um, and there is this big wide open room, four pillars in this room. And I think the last thing I said was to roll initiative at our next session. So why don't we go ahead and get
1: started by rolling initiative. Game time. Woo-hoo! Pine got a 19.
3: Nari rolled a 10.
1: Joff got a 21 ebby got a natural one for a two Woo! coming out strong
4: guys (laughs) it's gonna be a great night what kind of shape are you guys even in at this point
3: not not bad i'm okay i'm at like two thirds
1: uh i am just over half okay
0: As you guys recall, probably last time, um, the Smithing Ormec and the Anvil Ormec, they they can uh, do some pretty good damage. And uh, I think last time, Joff took the brunt of it.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, I did. I did take a lot of damage. In fact, I got down to one hit point for a moment there. One hit point? Are you serious? Actually, no. Hold on. It was... Yeah, you did get down to one hit point. It was close to one. You got down to one hit point, I think. I'm pretty sure I did. the only reason I stayed standing was because I got that crit and they were not immune to necrotic. Oh, that's right. And you got the temporary hit points. Yeah. Well, I sure hope we don't die.
3: <laughs> me too.
0: I pulled stuff up, but then I didn't pull everything up that I'm going to need. So give me one, just one second. I pulled up my pants. Good, good job. <laughs> good good work. Slow clap. Good, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Here's where we're at we have this hallway coming down from the north into this large room um this large room it looks like there are uh doors on the east wall there's one door on the east wall one door on the west wall there's another double door uh, on the southern wall but in the middle of this room you see two smithing ormex and two of these anvil ormex we have ruled initiative and it looks like the first to go is joff and joff is actually Um, At the end of the hall, he had just opened this door. And so he is actually closest to the Ormex uh, at this moment. And actually, the two uh, the two kind of damage dealers, the two melee fighters
4: are uh, in the back. Yes. Just a just a quick reminder. We didn't do a short rest after the last little bout, did we? Oh, heavens No. Okay. Short good. rest, what's oh, that? I mean, thank goodness. <laughs> All right. for
3: the week, Carry on. We can
5: rest when we're
0: dead. <laughs> well, I, I'm a, as a paladin, I was just looking at my one skill that recharges on a short rest, and no, it's still checked off. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, that's what I was
4: looking at, too. Okay.
1: Just checking. That's good. All right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Not not long enough for a short rest, but long enough for Colby to, to fill out his burn book a little bit better. <laughs> All right. Okay, Joff, you're up.
1: So, Jock is going to throw his chakram at the guy on the east side of the room closest to him. I can't tell. Is that a ham anvil one or is that a... Yeah, that's a hammer guy on that side. Yeah. So, the way it works out,
0: there's four of them. They're kind of lined up. It goes on, on one side, it's hammer. Then the two in the middle are anvil, anvil. And then the other side is another hammer one.
1: Okay. So, I'll throw the chakram at the guy on the east that is a hammer okay. guy. And I got a 14 to hit that's gonna miss my friend uh, then I am actually gonna back up a step and stand next to Ebby so I'll throw my offhand one for a 16 to hit uh, that will barely hit yes and that one did six damage okay Woohoo. and so then after throwing that one I will back up and stand next to Ebby okay so Ebby and Joff are now blocking the hallway so that Pine and Nari cannot get in and that leads us to Pine Wait, I thought they could they could move maneuver around us if we weren't they, engaged. They can.
0: It just, it takes, it takes two, uh, two, uh, two squares to move through one square. So okay. it'll be 10 feet to move through your square instead of five. Basically, I just treat you like difficult terrain. Ouch, man. I'm difficult terrain as it is. <laughs> <laughs> difficult is definitely a word I would use to describe Joff.
2: <laughs> All right. So Pine is going to just kind of come up and shove past Ebby. Uh, it is to the mouth of the hallway so that way um, he's not in the room yet, but we can kind of bottleneck
0: them as they come in. And uh, I will say behind me to Evie um, and Joff, I'd say,
2: let's try to move back a little bit more so that we can get them cornered here in this hallway.
0: because uh, right now I would be I'd be able to get hit by basically three sides and if we backed up, I'd be able to only be able to get hit by two sides. And then for my action, I will prepare an attack for whatever comes close to me. Uh, and that'll be my turn. All right, your turn is up, and actually it is now the um, the Anvil Ormec uh, turn. The two in the middle, those are the two Anvil Ormecs. One of them is gonna come rushing up towards you, Pine, and I think he can barely reach you. All right, well, I'll take two attacks against him as he does. Okay, you take two attacks, and then he is going to attack you back. 18 to hit my first attack. That will hit. For seven damage. Okay. And then a nine on my second attack, which we'll probably miss. That does not hit. Oh, I was going to do a Swordmaster's Fury. Sorry, on that first one. Go ahead. So initial 2d8 damage. Release with precision, Swordmaster's Fury for another 13 damage. Nice. So a total of 20 damage with just one hit. Yeah. Okay. Well, he is now going to charge at you with his little anvil body. I didn't, I don't think I described this guy well enough. Neither, these Ormex, the Smithing and the Anvil Ormex, they're not... Tall. They're probably like four, four and a half feet tall. And the anvil Ormec is basically like an anvil with legs.
1: <laughs> That's what I was picturing. It <laughs>
0: just comes running towards you and and, and it kind of, you know how anvils have like that horn on the front? Yeah. For shaping metal. And he just kind of slams you with that horn. He gets you for a 23. Does that hit you? That will hit. Okay. He
3: was busting some kneecaps over here.
0: <laughs> Do I look like a horseshoe? What are you doing? He is going to slam you for a, let's see, he's gonna do, oh, that's not too bad, seven damage. Okay, do I get knocked prone? Uh, yes, and you are knocked prone, no saves. Okay. Okay, the other one comes rushing up and it has now three choices to go for. It can either go for um, Pine, Ebby, uh, or um, Joff. I think it's gonna go for Pine because you're already knocked prone. So he's gonna try to hit you with advantage. Does a 15 hit you? It does not. Oh. <sighs> Okay, well, never mind. So Pine is prone. And that now brings us to Nari. You're up.
3: Okay, well, it looks like Ebi and Pine and Rooster kind yep. of blocking the, the doorway, so there's not much I can do there. So I think I will cla- uh, cast my Shield of Faith and give myself a couple extra AC for the, this round. And then I will just hold an action back here, and if anybody busts through their barrier, I will whack them.
0: Nari's turn is over. Magister Colbury, he is still down the hallway a little bit. Um, He looks uh, startled that already there is more action going on, but he collects himself quickly. He dashes um, kind of past Nari to stand at the the end of the hall uh, next to Nari and he's going to cast, he is going to cast a Firebolt spell at the Anvil Ormec that already got hit by Pine. So he, it goes wide. He rolls an 11 and the Firebolt goes wide. Which brings us now to the Smithing Ormec. So, Pine, lucky you. Only one of them can actually reach you currently. Hooray! <laughs> they, they both move up. So, if anyone could see this battle, it's like it's like Pine is surrounded on three sides. He's got two Anvil Ormecs and the Smithing Ormec with the hammers right next to him. And the Smithing Ormec is going to take two attacks, both with advantage, against Pine. First attack, does a 20... 25 hit you. Yes. Yeah, it kind of does. OK, that is nine damage. OK, second attack. Does a 24 hit you? Kind of. And that is going to be seven damage. All right. How you holding up there, Pine? Uh, I got about a third of my total hit points at this point. Oh, guess what? Um, you're knocked prone again. <laughs> by both of those attacks all right i forgot the hammer guys with their normal attack they actually knock you prone with their whirlwind attack where they spin their hammers in a circle they don't knock you prone but they deal more damage all right let's see here it is now
4: going to be ebby's turn okay yeah we're just gonna do this ebby reaches his hands kind of out to the side and points them into the room and he calls out phobos demos we need you and i'll I'll do my conjure animals to bring in the two dire wolves and I want to drop them behind the creations just in the room. Okay. Phobos and Deimos appear out of like
0: some green mist behind these Ormex. I think I need to roll their initiative right now too. Yeah. So this is exactly my positioning right now is exactly
4: what I was hoping to avoid. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So... They rolled a 10 for their initiative. Okay. I think that is that is it for what I can do at this point. I think the only person
0: who is in a position to, um, to make this check, I want Pine to make a perception check with disadvantage because you are prone and you're surrounded by robots. Okay, perception with disadvantage. That's oh, still an 18. Oh, wow, that's great. As you are um, lying there, getting pounded by hammers and, and having anvils fall on your head like a Looney Tunes cartoon.
2: This sucks!
0: <laughs> you, um, you glance into the room. You can kind of see between their legs as they're kind of fighting to get in close to you. You can see Demos and Phobos appearing in the middle of the room. And then, um, remember I ex- described this big room um, that no, no one has actually gone into yet. You guys are coming down from the north. There's a door on the east and the west and the south. And through the door on the east, you see a figure appear. You see the, the, the door slides open and this woman comes out. She is tall, as tall as Nari. She has long blonde hair braided on one side. You can see tattoos on her neck. She is wearing uh, chain armor and she is bearing a, a spear. She comes into this big room, looks around. Um, you can kind of see her face with your 18 that she looks surprised and then she clocks you guys and what's going on up here in this North Hallway. And that is what happens at the end of this round. Okay, Roos, you are up. Joff will... Oh, sorry. (laughs) 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 I was reading his Cobry earlier, and uh, uh, Cobry has not said that he to you guys that he realizes that you've changed your name, but he's definitely made a note uh, of that.
1: (laughs) It's all good. Let me know if this is something I can do. I would like to maneuver to here. So you wanna move through um, through
0: spaces that are occupied by enemy combatants. With like an acrobatics check to like kinda
1: bob and weave through.
0: Okay, here's what I'll say. I don't know what the rule is, but we'll say acrobatics difficulty 15. If you fail, then you don't move and he gets a, an opportunity attack against you. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, let's see what you got. I rolled a 24 on acrobatics. Okay, this this anvil. I imagine like you use the uh, anvil omrek kind of like a, a, a pommel horse, like yes. in the vault, and you just kind of just kind of jump at him, put your hands down, and vault over him. Yes, and you are now in the room oh, i was hoping he would do some gym kata
2: <laughs> do you remember that movie <laughs>
0: oh, man. it was gun kata wasn't it no no well there's the gym kata too there was like a a male gymnast who was all i remember is he was like in some eastern european village square and there was a pommel horse there for some reason and he was doing like kicks as he was doing his pommel horse stuff that movie was so ridiculous <laughs> All right. Um, Joff, you managed to get past uh, these Ormex, and you're now in the room. Um, As you glance around in the room, you can see Phobos and Deimos. And now, Joff, you also see this tall, blonde um,
1: warrior who has just entered this room through the the eastern door. Okay. I'll clock her, but not say anything directly to her. And I'm going to strike out with my scimitar. And I got a nine to hit. I was going to ask you which one you were attacking, but I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm going to attack the one that that I was hitting before, the hammer guy. Okay, gotcha. And then I'll try and hit him with my offhand chakram as well. And a 14 to hit. So that probably misses. A 14 does miss. And that will be my turn. Okay. Pine, you are prone.
2: Yep. So amidst all the blows coming from um, walking anvils and hammer hands, guys, uh pine will uh get up
0: with half his movement do any of these um uh, do any of these robots look like they've taken a significant amount of damage the one that you hit um the anvil one that's like straight south of you you've dealt 20 damage to him with one hit okay and and it's been you know it's been a while since we played so um i'll just clue you guys in the anvil ormex seem to have fewer hit points than the smithing ormex okay Well, then I'll get up and I will, let's see, let's just take some attacks. I'll go ahead and attack the, the, I'll continue attacking the anvil in front of me. Okay. Uh, That's a natural one to hit and a 12 to hit. Oh, both of those miss. The luck of the dice tonight, guys. This is, this is very reminiscent of our last fight. Yeah where I had three 11s in a row, followed by a 13. These Ormex are made of metal. Their skin is is tough. They have AC of 16. They both, uh, both types do. Are you gonna move or do you have any bonus actions you want to do? You've got 15 feet of, or you got, yeah, 15 feet of movement left.
2: All of my bonus actions are spell
0: concentration spells to prepare smites uh, or um, prepare sword techniques. So I guess I could, yeah, let's do it. Okay. oh. I'm sucking it up with my normal attack, so I will cast, uh, uh, throw Kennig's stock out there, take it off my back, chuck it out there toward the Hammer Hands
2: guy that uh, Joff has been attacking. Okay. And I'll say, uh, uh, Field Marshal, sir, I ask your aid. And there's a 23 to hit. That's a hit, yes.
0: For five force damage. Nice. You almost doubled the damage that's been done to him. Okay. Well, then. All right. That's my turn. Okay, you stand put. If I move, I'm drawing attacks of opportunity from three three people, so. Okay, that is smart. Now, it is Anvil guy's turn to go. One of the Anvil guys is going to move further up into the hallway, and he is going to attack at Ebby. Ebby um, does a 10 hit you? I don't believe so. No, sir. Okay, and then Pine, the other one, uh, the one that you've been dealing so much damage to, is going to try to get you again. And does a 13 hit you? nope all right at least i can feel good about not getting hit this time yes you did not get knocked down but the hammer guys um have not gone yet and they knocked down as well so okay nari you are up
3: okay has nari seen the uh tall person
0: no she has not nari you're still back at the end at the uh, at the far end of the hall uh there's an anvil guy who's moved up closer to you but he's still a five foot step away
3: I will jump up towards this guy and I will swing my axe at him with a 25 to hit. That's a hit. For eight damage, and then I will come in again, 17 to hit. For hit. For 10 damage. Nice. I'll just I'll just stay there. Yeah, that's fine.
0: If you if you wanted to fill the space next to Pine, you could move through Ebby's space and you could get um, you could you could block up the uh, the hallway if you wanted to.
3: So I could come all the way uh, past Ebby and find up to
0: there yeah you, yeah you would just kind of yeah move through move through every space yeah there you go now you and pine are side by side kind of blocking the hallway there's one anvil ormec behind you but the other ones are all now blocked in the room and you and pine kind of make up a, a shield oh and joff is in the room <laughs> in case you guys were wondering
3: classic okay all right we really did a good job of like uh narrowing them in this hallway guys really <laughs> did a good job of that
1: <laughs> I moved to let you get up into the fray.
3: <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: The wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay, so Nari, I think that's your turn, right? You're done?
3: Yeah, that's it.
4: Okay, Phobos and Deimos' turn. Woohoo! Okay, uh, we'll start with Phobos on the left. Phobos is going to move forward the five feet and engage with the uh, Hammer Hands robot that is kind of in the back here. Okay. Let's go ahead and he's. Going to go ahead and make a, a bite attack. I think this one will not be with advantage because I don't think the S stock counts as like an ally. That's correct. So, okay, wow, a nine to hit. So that's not going to do it. And then Deimos is also going to move forward five feet and then also kind of on the diagonal also attack that guy and a 14 and an 11. So a 14 would have been the roll, So probably nothing. Nope does not hit but now you've got
0: two more things that are engaged that's two more targets that's great magister Colbry's turn he is going to let loose at the anvil Ormek, the uh the uh one that pine has been dealing so much damage to already and he's going to let loose with another firebolt and that is going to be a uh nope it's going to be a 13 that's a miss uh again this is a really satisfying fight <laughs> that leads us to the smithing ormex okay so we have got smithing ormex number one he is standing next to pine nari and joff let me check the wording on something here real quick oh great targeting creatures of its choice okay so he is going to choose to attack pine nari and joff you all need to make dexterity saving throws difficulty 13 Plus three for being in Pine's aura.
3: Well, with Pine's help, I got a whopping eight.
1: Oh, no. With Pine's help, I got a 13. You barely made it. With Pine's help,
0: I got a natural 20 for 27. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the only one... uh, No, um, half damage um, uh, for those who saved... Oh my gosh, that is going to be 20 damage. So Nari, you take 20, Pine and Joff, you take 10. And now he's going to need to recharge that. I am hurting.
3: Okay, I am going to use my Stone's Endurance and uh, take a 13 of that damage off, because that's a lot.
0: That is a life-saving skill that you have got there. That has saved your bacon in multiple, multiple times.
3: I'm pretty tough.
0: The other Ormec is going to attack at Phobos and Deimos. Uh, he's going to do a whirlwind attack and try to get both of them. So
4: they both need to make reflex saves difficulty 13. Okie dokie. Let's see here. Uh, so Phobos got a 21 and Deimos got a four.
5: <laughs> OK,
4: so uh, Phobos
0: takes it was 17 damage. So Deimos takes 17 damage and Phobos takes eight.
5: OK, all right. OK, OK.
0: Not too bad. Now that brings us to, before Ebby's turn, because I did roll initiative for this person, the tall, blonde warrior with the spear. She comes rushing up past Phobos and Deimos, and actually she's got reach. So she's gonna stay back a little bit, and she's going to stab at the Smithing ormech that is the one that walloped um, Pine, uh, Nari, and Joff. She's gonna take two strikes at it with her spear. And that's the one that, uh, the S talk and Joff have been attacking as well. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. We got, th- actually, I said two, I meant three attacks, um, with her spear and none of those are going to hit. That was terrible. <laughs> um, we have a six, we have an 11 and we have a seven. So yeah, none of those are going to hit. Um, but, uh, she made the effort. All right.
3: Daria was super excited to see her and then is just like super disappointed
0: uh nari make a uh, i think you can see her yeah you can see her um nari um you recognize this woman we can talk about it more later but you recognize her from your childhood for sure oh heck um and you would know her name is adressa okay
4: Abby, you're up okay here's what we're gonna do i'm going to do a bonus action spell on pine i'm gonna do a second level erdos's word on pine okay much appreciated hang in there, you've got this, and I'll heal you for nine. Taint much, but you know. (laughs) And then um, I am also going to the smithing hand guy that dealt all that damage to to all of them. Yeah. I'm going to do a cantrip uh, frostbite. So the way I view this, um, Ebby kind of reaches over the shoulders of Pine between Pine and Nari and holds his hand out And the hand kind of drops away, revealing like a cannon thing, and a blast of cold shoots off at that guy. Nice. He has to make a con save, a DC 16 constitution save. Uh, Let's see. So he
0: rolled a 10, and his constitution then is going to be
4: 14. He failed. Sweet. Okay. So he will take seven cold damage. And okay. his next attack will have disadvantage. Okay, and that is it for Ebby. All right. Well, then that brings us
1: back up to the top of the order. Back up here with Joff. All right. Joff is hurting, but he's going to do his best to keep going on this one. The the same guy that Ebby um, just hit, he's going to strike out with his scimitar. Okay. For a an eighteen to hit. That'll hit. Oh, hallelujah. For eight slashing and 12 precision for 20 damage on that hit. Nice. And then with his offhand, he's going to swing with his chakram and got a 24 to hit with that one. Very good. For eight psychic damage there. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. Wow. That That was a good round for you.
4: Yeah, Finally it was a good round for all of us <laughs>
0: yeah if we can keep this up maybe we won't tpk just because we can't hit them <laughs> <laughs> all right uh anything else you want to do joff you're gonna stay put nope that'll be it okay all right uh pine you're up all right pine is gonna say hit damn it hit and he will take two strikes on the anvil the one that you've been hitting before right that's a 12 to hit and another nat one. <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness God.
4: Pine, you're breaking my heart.
0: Oh, man.
3: A noble effort.
0: Ugh, I'm going to break my keyboard. Don't you have a skill where you can add 10? Uh, I've, I already, I used it last fight because I couldn't hit last fight either. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So here's what I got. I still have Kennig's S-Talk, so this is my last chance to do some damage this round, which was also the only damage I did last round. It's a 22 to hit on the hammer hands. That hits uh, for four force damage. The one that's been the one that walloped you guys last
4: round. Yep. Okay. Wow, that was a one roll on your damage too. Man, I'm so sorry. Oh yeah. man. Did you want to stay put? I'm. I. I want to cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I would have been better served by healing myself, but. Okay, that's my turn. Okay. Um. Well. Um. Let's see. Pine, the one that's attacking you is going after you again. Um. This time with a thirteen. Does that hit you? No, War of Attrition. The other Anvil uh, guy is going to go at Ebby again. How about a 13? Uh, no, sir. OK, well, Anvil guys have not done anything the last couple rounds. So Nari, you're up. You are surrounded. You've got uh, behind you. You've got an Anvil guy that just attacked Ebby in front of you. You've got the hammer guy that is that got chill touched. And you've also got the Anvil guy that Pine has been dealing with. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. I should have said that when it was his turn Okay, I'm going to say that again When it's his turn (laughs) I look forward to that
3: Okay, um, so I will Go after uh, the hammer right in front of me Okay Uh, 20 to hit For 15 damage, nice
0: Nice
3: And then, ah, 15 to hit
0: That's going to miss
3: Okay Yeah, that's all I'm doing
0: Okay.
4: All right. It is now Phobos and Deimos' turn. All right. Um, well, we'll just have them keep attacking that Hammer Hands guy in the back. Uh, but now, hopefully, with advantage. Um, so one rolled an 18 and a 21. So 21 to hit. Yep. Okay. 11 bite damage. And, and then, they'll need to make a DC 13 strength save or get knocked prone. Oh, he made it with a 13. Oh, darn. Okay, And then the other uh, Demos will go ahead and have a have an attack. Oh, a nat one on the first roll, but the advantage and a 23 on the next one. Nice. Four, eight more biting damage to that guy. Okay, let's see another 13 strength save. We've got uh, (laughs) I rolled another
0: natural 13. (laughs) Darn it. All right, cool. You're dealing some damage. All right. Magister Colbury's turn. Magister Colbry is tired of messing around at this point. Um, I'm looking at his spells and um, he is going to cast a spell. Ebby and Pine uh, and Nari. Um, whipping th- right past your head are four sorry, three little spectral darts that go blasting out of uh, Colbury's fingertip and they uh, they go flying past you and they hit the 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 Hammer Ormec that got frostbitten last time. Um these uh three little uh, I don't know magical missiles uh, go zipping past and they deal 10 damage to that um, to that Ormec. Magical missiles. Huh? I wonder what spell that could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now it is the Hammer's turn. Please Hammer don't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> So the one with disadvantage, the first we're going to roll to see if he gets his whirlwind attack back. He does not. Okay, so he's going to have disadvantage. The other one that's attacking Phobos and Deimos, does he get his back? No, they both rolled natural threes. I'm doing like these double rolls that are exactly the same every time.
2: Um, okay. I'm wondering so, if the dice roller in roll 20 is
0: having issues because... I'm going to agree I, with I, that. I want I an excuse for why my uh, my rolls are so terrible.
3: That seems convenient. <laughs>
0: The one going, uh, the one that has disadvantage on its first strike is going to try to attack Nari first. Does an 18 hit, or no, sorry, does an eight hit you? Or uh, no, a nine. Nine does not hit you.
3: The nine does not hit me.
0: <laughs> With its second attack against Nari, uh, how about a 16?
3: No, because I, I did that spell. So, uh, my AC is right now 18, so. Oh yeah, Shield of Faith. Get wrecked, bud.
0: Fantastic. Okay. And then the other one, um, it's going to attack on Phobos two attacks against phobos um we've got a uh does a 12 hit nope uh 12 will not but a natural 20 will okay so that is going to be then um that's a really low roll um that's only going to be 14 damage
4: oh okay he can he can take that
0: that could have been a lot higher you leave my dog alone is he knocked? is he knocked prone
4: oh yeah and uh phobos is knocked prone Wait, wait. Oh, okay. So Abby's a dog lover, but Bert hates dogs. Huh. Yeah. Oh, it's a weird dichotomy in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The uh, the Ormek that has been fighting Joff,
0: the uh, this spear woman, um, Adressa, Ad- is going to now attack three times at it again. This time with a seventeen, a uh, an eleven, and then a natural twenty. So that's two hits, and one of them is critical. So the first hit is going to be one D six plus three. That's four damage. And the second is going to be two D six plus three. Uh, that's nine damage. So a total of 13 damage.
4: Let's stop rolling ones, guys. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> In my mind, I keep calling these hammer hand guys, hammer bros. <laughs> Which I think has gotten Mario
2: on my brain, and so whenever you say Adressa, I, I think of Mario gang. Princess Peach, she wears Adressa. <laughs> oh,
0: that's
1: so bad. That was so bad. I loved it.
0: <laughs> that was perfect. Now Adressa yeah, is definitely dressed more like a Storm Fist. No, no dress on her. Okay, Abby, you are up.
4: Woohoo! Okay, um. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and just keep doing some cantrip action. Um, Let's reach back over the shoulders again and do another frostbite attack on that same hammer hands that we've all been kind of uh, pounding on. So constitution 16 save. He rolled a natural 17. Oh, darn. So he will not take any damage. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all Ebby can do at this point. Okay.
1: All right, no bonus actions or nothing like that. Okay, we are on to Joff. So, Joff is going to keep striking at the hammer bro that's right in front of him. Okay. He'll start it's looking with, pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to end him here. For the Simi- uh rolled a 10 on the scimitar, so that's a miss. I'll follow up with my chakram and got a 14. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry, guys. That's a miss as well.
2: Yeah, come on, Joff. Pull your weight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. uh, I swear this has never happened before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Pine, you're up. So Pine's going to do that thing. You know, like tennis players, when they they hit the ball and it goes wrong and they check their strings for whatever reason. Yeah, so he's checking his sword and then he's going to
2: take a couple more swings to this anvil guy. Okay. Uh, And that's a 10 to hit. It's it's about time for Pine to do something amazing. A fifteen to oh,
0: hit. Oh, so close! Oh my gosh,
2: Pine! So here's the I get a plus eight to my hits. Yeah, you've been having some really low rolls. No, plus uh, plus seven to my hits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I get uh, s s talk? Okay. That's a that's a critical <laughs> hit, a natural twenty. <laughs> MVP over there, on hammer hands. <laughs> on hammer hands okay. uh, that's seventeen. <laughs> seventeen. Oh my gosh.
0: Maybe I should summon crumbles too.
5: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh man, and you, uh, as you are trying to hit this anvil, you just cannot seem to hit. It's like it's an anvil. It's like it should be easy to hit, but it's just so hard and so rigid that you know it's like your sword keeps kind of glancing off of it you know, you're more of a delicate type of a fighter. Um, but then Kennig's Estoc just comes through and just, just thrusts right through this hammer bro and it crumples into pieces and falls apart. One hammer bro down. Okay, so I know that Kennig's Estoc is like my skill, it's my spell that I use, but it still feels like it's not really me. So it doesn't feel like a victory. S Estoc kind of like does like a swordsman salute, like up to its you know invisible forehead and then like uh, whatever towards you. And and then pine pine is like we're to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a voice on the wind say, "Don't worry, you'll get him next time." Is that your turn, Pine? That was my turn, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, we've got two anvils. One's going after Ebby, and one is going after Pine. So, Ebby, uh, how about a nineteen?
4: That actually will not hit. Still,
2: ooh, half plate.
4: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's right. That half plate. Oh my gosh! Oh. And technically, while Ebby's casting all these spells, I, 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 you know this might maybe I need to change things on this. But way back when, Ebby had purchased a shield, and so that's he's been he's like had that shield in his offhand the whole time. Yeah. So <sighs> I forgot about that.
0: Okay. Um, the other one's coming after you, Pine. Um, how about? Oh, that'll hit you. Um, a uh, twenty-four. I'm gonna lay down. That's uh, that's actually eleven damage. Yep, I'm, and I'm going to lay down. Are you oh, no. prone or are you unconscious? Doesn't he knock me down? He knocks you down. I'm asking, you're saying you're laying down. Are you prone or are you unconscious? Well, so no, I am
2: I am prone. I'm not unconscious, but Matt okay. feels like laying down. Oh, gotcha.
5: He gets knocked down. I'll,
2: I'll come back when this fight's over. But he gets He's up it. again, right? <laughs> it's never going to keep him down. I'll take a whiskey drink. I'll take a cider drink. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. All right. Wumba, right? Okay. Nari, you are up. You've got a Anvil Ormec behind you and one in front of you. And then a couple of spaces forward, you've got uh, the Smithing Ormec, the Hammer
3: Bro. I will take a step up and go after uh, that other Hammer Bro. Okay. And we'll see what we can do here. Oh, my God. 13 to hit and then an 18 to hit. Okay. The 18 hits. All right, so that does 12 damage. Okay, perfect.
4: And then I believe it's Phobos and Demos. All right, um, well, Phobos will go ahead and kind of scramble back up onto her feet and uh, have another attack at Old hammer hands. Okay. First roll was a 12, advantage roll is an eight, so a 12 to hit, so that's not gonna get it done. And then Deimos will go ahead and make his attacks. A 10 to hit, my goodness, and a 17 to hit. There we go. For the advantage. So with that one, does 10 bite damage. 10 bite damage, okay. And he rolled his uh,
0: strength save. Isn't that what he has to roll, a strength save? Yep, that's right. He rolled a natural three.
4: Um, He um, is actually going to drop prone. Yes, yes. All right. Good boy, Demos. Good
0: boy. All right. Very good. Okay. We've got we, people just keep getting knocked down. Magister Colbury's is going to go. He is going to firebolt at the anvil that's been trying to knock down Ebby, um, And so we'll see if he can finally hit with an act. No, nope. here he you rolled a That's the second. So I've been rolling doubles. Uh, I rolled a three for the strength save for the smithing Ormek, And I just rolled a three for Colbury to actually hit with a firebolt. And that firebolt goes wide again. Which then brings us to the Hammerbro. The Hammerbro is going to uh, stand back up, and now has. Let's see if he gets his uh, chart, his uh, Whirlwind attack back. He does not, and he is going to go after Demos this time because Demos hit him. Two attacks against Demos. Okay, that's a thirteen and then a natural twenty.
4: Woo, um, the natural 20 will. Their AC is 14, so oh. the other one does not hit. Okay, well, let's see how this crit goes. It looks like, uh, that's not too bad, uh, 14 damage.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, our rolls are kind of low this 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 session. All right, it is now Address's turn. She is going to step up next to Kennig Zestok. With her spear, she's got reach, and she's going after that hammer bro. She's gonna make three attacks. It looks like she rolled a natural one and then a natural 17 and a natural 18. Both of those are going to hit. She is going to deal uh, a total of 14 damage to the hammer bro with her two hits. Okay.
4: Ebby, you're up. Okie dokie. Ebby will go ahead and yeah, as a bonus action, we'll go ahead and cast. Let's cast another Erdos's word on pine. We'll do it at second level. And heal him for nine points of healing. Bless you, Abby. Of course. Back up on your feet, old man. Poor old man. <laughs> <laughs> and then to this one that's right next to Abby that's been kind of trying to hit him, mm-hmm. uh, he is going to... Yeah, we're going to do a bonfire. We're going to conjure a bonfire up just like a a, kind of a gout of flame right underneath the thing and try and burn it. Okay. and his deck save,
0: uh, he rolled a natural four. So I don't doesn't matter what his plus is, he's going to fail it. So how
2: much damage
4: does he take? All right. It will be uh, nine fire damage. Okay.
2: Point of order, Abby. I'm younger than you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Technicalities, that's all. (laughs)
0: all right okay joff it's your turn you're actually not currently um next to any of the bad guys
1: yeah so joff is gonna wiggle his way back into the hallway to stand next to mr pine and hit the amble bro that's um right next to pine and nari okay i said hit because i'm really hopeful here oh my gosh i rolled a 10 to hit with the scimitar And then let's see if the offhand, I rolled a 12 with my offhand with the chakra. So I'm not super helpful right now. Sorry, guys. Good luck. Okay, Pine, you're up. Well, I'll get up.
2: No, I'll just lay there and say, just wake me when it's over. (laughs) Leave me here. I'm just (laughs) dead (laughs) weight. No, uh, Pine does not wallow in self-pity like that. He gets up and he takes more strikes at the anvil, bro. Okay, here we go. Eventually, I got a hit, right? Yeah, that's a twenty to hit, Net dirty twenty. There you go for seven. That's minimum damage.
0: Okay, hey, it's it's still damage. Second strike against him, twenty-two to hit. Oh, geez, yes, yes.
4: for
2: eleven damage. Nice,
4: attaboy. And he is looking rough. Good job, Pine. Look at you, Swordmaster's Fury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh.
2: that's another eight damage. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, he is looking very rough. And then with Kennig's S Talk, it's an 11 to hit. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Kennyx
0: S Talk. Suck it! <laughs> <laughs> You're competing against your own, your own spell. Oh, that's geez. so funny. That will be my turn. Okay, all right. We've got Anvil, Ormex again, Ebby. This one's gonna try to knock you down again. Um, that's gonna be, gosh, I can't hit you. That's an 18. Woohoo! (laughs) And the other one is going to go for pine again, and that's going to be a 19 and that will hit. And that's going to be 11 damage. And I'm (laughs) laying back down on the ground. (laughs)
4: Oh, my goodness.
0: (sighs) But not unconscious. I'm just ambling (laughs) ever closer to it. I get healed for, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. I'm down to six hit points at this point. Oh, my gosh. All right. (laughs) Nari, you are up.
3: All right. Um, I I guess I'm just gonna keep swinging at this guy. I that's all I can really do now. Oh my gosh! So I got a nat one. All right, dirty twenty, dirty nasty twenty for eight damage.
0: And you're going after the uh the last hammer, bro.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna keep going after that dude.
0: Okay, perfect. All right.
3: Uh, and actually, when I when I hit with that, I am gonna use my um axes a special power and have this guy grovel, so he needs to make a DC 13 wisdom.
0: He rolled a six. Um, On its turn, it is going to not attack, and it is going to bow its head and wait to be
4: slaughtered.
3: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's still standing now for Phobos and
4: Deimos. Yay! Okay, Um, we'll we'll have them go ahead and make their attacks. Um, Phobos rolled a 16, so that'll hit, but we'll do the advantage to see no it's not a crit so okay um phobos does nine damage and then demos makes uh his attacks seven and then the advantage 13 so demos's attacks do not hit okay uh let's see if he
0: goes prone before he bows his head just for fun yeah, he saved. Okay, so he doesn't get knocked down by the wolves, but he will bow his head at the next his next turn. Okay, uh, Magister Colbury is going to do Firebolt again. He's got a hit at one. Okay, he finally hits. Okay, the Anvil there, standing that's been trying to knock Ebby down over and over again, is going to get blasted with a Firebolt. 17 damage. That is huge. And just like this, this Anvil uh, anvil Ormek is uh, on death's door. And Hammerbro. Kneels down and bows his head, waiting for the killing blow. Adressa, the spear, uh, the spear warrior, is going to take advantage, and she's going to do three attacks, each with advantage. Uh, I don't think she needed the advantage; she hit every time, and that is going to be a total of 19 damage to Hammerbro, and he is looking rough as well. Which brings us now to Ebby. Let's, let's keep, let's heal pine
4: first and foremost.
2: <laughs> this is getting to be a thing.
4: It's, it's a little bit of a thing. I don't want this to be a thing, Ebby. <laughs> and back up on your feet again, old man. You've got this. It's all right. I'll do a third level Erdas's word this time. Ooh. Heal you for 13 points. All right. And then, again, the uh, the anvil mech that's in the hallway with me, I'm going to, again, try and do the Gout of Flame bonfire underneath him. Uh, DC 16 deck save. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how much damage? Because he failed. Okay. It is 13 fire damage. Ooh, that's almost... Well, that's pretty good. Pretty good. And that is enough. This, uh, this anvil crumbles
0: to anvil <laughs> it just <laughs> just falls down like an anvil <laughs>
2: it just squats down and just sitting there now it is an anvil with
4: these little appendages
2: broken off
0: <laughs> oh, awesome okay so we got one hammer bro and one anvil left and they are both looking rough okay joff your turn
1: so i'll strike at the anvil guy that i horribly missed last time Let's see if i can actually do something useful i got a 26 to hit that time okay for nine slashing and 12 precision for 21 damage. And another anvil goes crashing to the ground. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. I will step over his collapsing body and strike with my offhand at the other guy. Okay, with advantage. And that is a 25 to hit for six damage. All right, oh man.
0: Just like that, the tables have turned and these guys are all in really bad shape or dead. Joff, you are done. I am done. Pine, <laughs> you're up. There is one smithing
2: ormek left. Time for redemption. He's gonna stand up with half his movement, move through Joff, uh, and all, take all of his movement to kind of move through Joff and
0: get up next to Phobos and this uh, Hammerhands. And I will take
2: two strikes with advantage, uh, 15. Nope. (laughs) And an 18. Yes. For 14 slashing damage.
0: Nice. (laughs) And this last Ormec, this last Ormec comes crashing to the ground. Hammers clatter along the ground as he falls into pieces. Yay. Cue victory music.
3: Way to come in the clutch, there, fine. <laughs> Holy crap,
1: guys! We just get DPK'd, guys. <laughs> oh man, that could have been bad. What a fight! What a
4: fight. Okay, <laughs> real quickly, while Phobos and Deimos are kind of up and awake, or like while they still have some juice in them, if you will, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to send them through the halls wherever they can fit, okay, and just try to clear this level as much as possible now. I don't know if there's other creatures or anything like that um, that they would need to worry about. But specifically, if there are other robots like these, I want them to go and try to fight them. Okay. Okay. Um, They can actually, they can squeeze through all the hallways, even though they're only
0: five feet wide and Phobos and Demos are big, like horse size. They can squeeze through the hallways. As you recall, Adressa, the blonde uh, warrior woman, came from the hallway to the east or the doorway to the east. There's one to the west and there's one to the south. So we'll say Phobos and Deimos, are they going to stick together? They're going to spread apart.
4: Um, they'll probably go
0: together. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Um, they go into these different um, hallways as you guys kind of, uh, you know, lick your wounds and kind of try to, try to figure out what in the world is going on. Um, and shortly after you guys start talking, Phobos and Deimos both come back into this main room and they start kind of licking each other's wounds. So it looks like this floor is clear. Cool, okay.
2: Well, I can understand why they would lick their wounds, but the narrator keeps saying, I'm licking my wounds, but I don't like the taste of blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: So Adressa comes up and she kind of leans heavily on her spear. As you guys look at her, you can see that she seems tired. You guys can make perception checks if you want to.
3: Uh, Does she seem to recognize Nari at all? Well, We'll get to that. I rolled a 24 perception so
0: and Pine rolled a 20. Okay. Pine she looks um a little bit um malnourished. Um not like not like starving but like um it looks like she has not been um been uh eating for a couple of days possibly. Um Nari, you know that she has um definitely lost some of the uh just the natural uh, flesh about her face, uh, at least from six years ago, last time you saw her. She looks quite uh, quite the same. In fact, I was going to tell you, Nari, um, Adressa is actually one of your older brother, um, Tikris's very closest friends.
3: That's what I was worried about.
0: Yes. In fact, um, there were rumors when you were growing up, you were a little younger than Tikris, but you, you were old enough to kind of know what was going on. There were rumors that they were maybe um, even going to... Um, you know join up uh be uh become husband and wife actually get married but um you don't know if anything like that has happened being gone for 6 years but she is down here um apparently she was with the group that uh accompanied your younger brother Tazar
2: before anybody says anything else pine will pull start to pull food out of his bag and say you look hungry this place sucks have some food <laughs> She says, thank you
0: so much. And she starts taking the food and starts just scarfing down on it. Um, I, I ran out of food a couple of days ago. It's terrible down here. And she looks over and she sees Nari and she goes, Nari Stormfist? Back to the mountain? And she reaches over and she puts both hands on your shoulders, looks you in the eye, and then pulls you in for a very big hug. Would Nari have expected that from her, do you think?
3: Nari would not have expected that. No, she would be a little bit stiff and uh, awkward.
4: Okay. If she was wounded, Ebby was going to try to go over and start tending to her wounds if she had any.
0: Um. Yeah, you can go check. Uh, check her over. It looks like she's not so much wounded as just kind of fatigued, um, exhausted. Got it. Okay.
3: Where's my brother? Uh, have you seen him recently? Is he okay?
0: her joy at seeing you kind of she gets kind of a crestfallen uh, look to her face and she says no we we were separated down here it's it's so so dangerous and i shouldn't speak ill of the hero but he's he's not prepared to be down here
3: yeah that that checks out i'm not sure we we fully got that prophecy right but we're here to to do what we can do you know where he is or where he might have gone
0: he should have gone further down I got trapped here in that room, uh, and those those robots, those constructs wouldn't let me out. They they repair themselves. You, you knock them down, and then if you give them enough time, they'll actually start to fix each other. And it makes it nearly impossible to get out of here on your own. Wait, so I'm imagining, like, Warcraft, where, like, oh... This this hammer brother got hurt, and so he just goes and like lays down on the anvil robot and the other hammer brother just hammers him till he's better. You're exactly right. That's basically <laughs> that
5: sounds what sounds so cute though.
0: <laughs> the anvil kind of models over and then the hammer guy will like lay on top of it and then they'll hammer him, you know, and then he'll like and you can see like little green like plus ten, plus ten, plus ten <laughs> keep popping up.
4: <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Work, work. Yes, me lord. Oh, jeez.
0: So Adressa says it seems like this area should be secure for now, but uh, eventually these constructs they will rise again. We haven't figured out how to destroy them permanently. All it takes is one new one to come along
1: and start re- start the repair process. Ebby, have you seen anything like this in in the Crystal Codex that you've been reading? No, in terms of these creatures or this this place? These creatures, some way to disable them so that they can't keep getting back up? I don't recall anything of
4: this nature. Normally it seemed to be more so pertaining to
1: other mechanisms and other types of things. Well, you have some sort of power source. Is there something on here that you can identify as a power source that we can take out? That's a good question. Let me look. I'll go ahead and maybe investigate the rubble. OK, I will assist him.
4: OK, so um, I know that these
0: are robots, but um, they are kind of organic mechanical. So I want you to make a medicine check with advantage.
4: Oh, OK. I'm actually pretty good at these.
0: My 17, 17 and 17. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you find inside as you kind of like start to you know, pull things apart, you see that there's this little crystal array with wires and little tubes and things going back and forth into the, into the body of this hammer bro. Um, and it looks like if you pluck that crystal array, that's the power source.
4: Fascinating. Look, there's a crystal array in here. It seems to be kind of powering the entire thing. Um, I bet you if we remove the crystals here, then it'll cease to have the energy to be able to function. Maybe this will prevent them from reanimating later on.
3: That's fantastic.
1: These things are gross. They're a lot more fleshy than I expected.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Stuff them with
5: rocks.
4: (laughs) Works like a charm every time. I'm going to go through all the rubble and pick out their power cells then. Okay. All
0: right, yeah, you you managed to be able to do that. With your 17 medicine check, uh, you can can figure out how to get the crystal arrays out of these Ormex. Sweet. So while this is happening, Pine is
2: going to anticipate... Colbry's curiosity, and he'll say, "The Crystal Codex is what we call a book we found in, a, in another facility." Ebbie was able to read it, so he understands what was in it. It's not here with us now. <laughs> you can make a deception check. <laughs> okay, deception. That's a five. <laughs> Classic.
0: He looks at you, Pine. Kind of, uh, uh, he kind of squints his eyes at you, and he says, "I'm. I appreciate." I appreciate trusting me with this information.
1: We can lie to you since you've been lying to us.
2: Well, who's lying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: He kind of tips
0: his head like touche. Um, And he actually walks down to one of these doors here in this big room, the door to the west. Um, He saw Phobos and Deimos go in and come back out. So he is going to assume that it is safe. He is going off to explore while you guys are talking to Adressa. Keep an eye on
2: that chump. I guess I will. So Pine will actually <laughs> will, uh, follow uh, Colbry. Okay. While you guys talk with Addressa.
5: Okay.
3: Nari will turn to Addressa and uh, ask, how do we get down further? Do you know how much farther it is? Can you give us any, any sort of information?
0: She says, this is as far down as I've come, but the stairs that go down to the next level are actually back the way you came. If you go back out to that hallway you were in when you first came down here and turn left, it just kind of goes around the corner and then there's more stairs going down. This floor here is some kind of, a, I don't know, a library or study, um, storage room, something. We were exploring it. We were trying to figure out if there's anything of value in here when those machines, those, those robots, when they attacked us and I got separated. Colby opens the door to this Western room and walks in. Pine, you're following? Yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. Okay. As you open the door uh, to this room in the west, you walk into this room that has actually, it has crystal-like fixtures on the walls. Not like naturally occurring crystals that you've seen in caves where they kind of come busting out of the walls and stuff. This is actually crystal tech lights in this room that are on and in this room um there's dust and there's like some you know um, debris and things in the in the area but it looks like this room is pretty well organized and pine i always want you to make an intelligence check to see if you can figure out what this room may have been used for I rolled an eight, so I'm pretty sure it's the bathroom. (laughs) You know what? I mean, the floor is a very nice tile and um, there's a couple of tables in here. It looks like there's um, some chests, maybe like some uh, like locker type things. But yeah, um, and this is the room. Colby starts to kind of look through some things. I'll go look over his shoulder. We're like, what did you find? Okay. Are you going to search yourself as well? I'll help Colby. I'm not leaving him alone with any of these chests. Okay. So you're going to help Colbury. I'm going to have you then make the investigation check with advantage. I'm pretty sure he's a better investigator, but that's okay. But you're the PC. 19. I got a 19 investigation. All right. With a 19. Let's see. You guys are kind of looking through some things. There's like this, this tray um, that's kind of set over on this table. That's kind of like chest height or like maybe like a sternum height. As you're looking through it, uh, Colby kind of starts pushing aside some things and he pulls up this little like red gem, not like a crystal, but it is a little red gem, almost like a, uh, like a, a ruby or something. And he kind of looks at it and he lo- sees you over his shoulder and he kind of turns around and shows it to you and says, I found this.
2: I believe that... Um... The master of the seven seas is interested in those. <laughs> I had this crazy dream where I was on a falling island garden in the sky, and uh, yeah. Anyway, as as he is showing you that that
0: gem, you turn and look in one of the corners, and in one of the corners you see this strange kind of. Uh, box it's small it's about the size of like if you were to take your two fists and put them together it's about that size and it's it looks very intricate it's got it's made out of copper and brass and it's got like some conduit wire type things sticking out but they don't attach to anything it's resting there almost like it is being stored there does that make sense it's not attached to anything so it's not currently active okay let me see that ruby you found and i'm going to go put the
2: ruby to those conduit wires okay Nothing happens. Hmm. Any ideas? I thought surely this was the puzzle Paul prepared. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. You push the ruby to the wires.
4: Nothing happens. What's going on in the main room?
1: We're just plucking cores.
4: <laughs> yeah, I figure we're rooting through the bodies while Nari and Adressa are are chatting. So, Adressa is in the middle of telling you Nari that um. Tikris
0: did not take it well when Tazar was named the champion. He should have been down here too. He was a member of our group. We, we He should have been here supporting his brother, but his pride got in the way and, and and he wouldn't do it. I think that had he been down here, things could have been better.
3: I believe that. That's That's disappointing, but we'll be okay without him. I mean, I'd like to get a little bit of a rest, but I mean, I want to keep moving as quick as possible. I, how long has he been down here? How long have you been stuck in that room? You said a couple days.
0: I've been in that room now for gosh, hard to tell. It's nothing changes down here. Days, two, three days. Yikes! It's hard to say. Okay. You know that they've been down there for a little bit less than a week. All right. Colby grabs that box that you found and picks it up,
2: and he puts it into his uh, carpet bag. And I say. Let's go show that to Ebby. He understands more about how all this stuff works down here than anybody else.
0: He nods and then uh, then he leaves his room. Okay, I will leave with him and and then sit in a corner and start my short rest, unless he starts to move to a different room. Well, he walks over towards Abby first because you mentioned to show it to Abby. Abby, uh, Magister Colbury walks up to you and he says, uh, "Excuse me, Abby. Uh, Mister Pine recommended I show you this." And he reaches into his carpet bag and he pulls out. A crystalline matrix. He pulls out the machine inside of a deacon that holds consciousness. Where did you find this? He points back to the room there to the west. He says, over there. There was a ruby or something over there too, Pinewell shot from the corner. Okay, and then Colby pulls it out and shows everybody the, the ruby as well. Interesting.
4: Can you take me to that room as well?
0: Sure, Ebi, uh, you go with Magister Colby back over into that room there to the to the west. Ebi, um, why don't you make an uh, an intelligence check?
4: I am not great at these, actually. <laughs> uh,
0: natural four. OK, uh, yeah, this basically the same things I described before. OK, with the investigation checks that were already made, as you look around in here, you don't find any other like Deacon material,
4: just that crystalline matrix. Got it. And is it emitting any light or is there any kind of magic kind of emanating from it? Let me look here real quick. Talk amongst yourselves. I have to check something real
2: quick. So, Addressa, I take it you know Nari. I'll just have a one-sided conversation with you while the DM looks up other information. Sorry, Pine is way too meta this episode.
3: (laughs) Breaking that fourth wall.
2: I know.
0: I mean, you feel like if you spent some time with this, you could kind of figure out what's going on with it, but it's going
4: to take you some time. Got it. If I may, may I hold on to this just for a while to kind of see if I can study it? I think I have an idea of what it is and what it might be used for, but I'd like to understand it just a bit more. I, I promise to give it back to you when we're, when we're done here. Of course, of
0: course. And he hands it to you. He's like, we're, we're all friends and, and we trust each other down here. Yes, of course. Thank you. All right. And then he leaves the room and he starts
4: walking towards the room to the south. I think I might, I might go with him and kind of
1: just accompany him as he starts exploring. Okay. All right. What's everybody else going to do? Don't mind me, I'm still mucking about in these corpses. <laughs> you, you guys have gotten all of the uh, power sources out of the corpses by now.
3: I guess we might as well help him look, uh, I'll say, and then kind of start heading towards the room to the west.
0: Okay, the room that uh, Adressa came out of? Yeah. Okay, perfect, yeah.
2: Oh man, that's probably full of poop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's been in
2: there for days. We're literally
3: just thinking that. <laughs> oh my gosh that
4: is uh, I
1: didn't even think about that but you're totally right she's like don't go into that corner that's my <laughs> dirty corner <laughs> no shame <laughs> this shirt was twice as long before I went in there gosh <laughs> Pine will though ask uh,
2: uh, Joff as he comes back in and he's you know salvaging butchering I guess maybe more so these these uh yeah. robots he's like those power sources you're, you're pulling out are they are they salvageable
1: can we use them for anything like Powering a crystal bomb or something. We might be able to use them for something down the road, but I'm not sure. They're they're pretty gross. I've got them in this bag here. <laughs> I didn't expect them to be so fleshy. <laughs> Pine
0: is just going to be staying in this room, like, uh, again, in the corner, taking the, starting a short rest. Okay, um, Adressa comes over and sits kind of close to you, Pine, and she kind of sits down to take a rest as well as she continues to chew on some of the food that you gave her. Let's see. Uh nari and joff you guys go into the room that Adressa was in um nari as you open the door you see a small room it's like 15 feet wide uh 20 feet long um and this room also has some of these um these manufactured crystal like light sources um keeping this room uh lit somewhat uh and in this room you see that there are just like some chests and some um lockers and this looks like it was some kind of a storage room uh of some kind you do see a little bit of refuse in one corner (laughs) only because you mentioned it first
3: (laughs) poke through the i mean i'm assuming that she kind of already did this but can i poke through the chest looking for just anything interesting
1: sure why don't you go ahead and make an investigation check are you helping joff yeah joff will assist on this
0: okay so make it with advantage
3: oh man okay Uh, eleven. Yeah,
0: you know, it looks like she pretty much went through everything. You know, all the chests are already kind of open. Um, some of the lids have been pried off some of these, like, um, st- like uh, metal crates and that kind of thing. Um, and it looks like there's nothing really of value. There may have been food in here at one point or clothes or something, but a lot of it has just kind of rotted away. So, yeah, nothing really of value.
3: Okay, I'll head back to the main room and uh, kind of sit down with Pine and also mm-hmm. start my rest.
1: Yeah, will follow suit a-, a break might be nice. Okay. All
0: right. Uh, Magister Colby and Ebby, you guys enter a room to the south. I am not even going to make you make a check for this because it is very obvious what this room is. As you walk down into this room, it is very long. It's probably about 50, 60 feet long and there are shelves along the walls and shelves in the middle of the room. This is a library. Um, it looks like a lot of the books have already deteriorated away. There are some books on the shelves that look like they are maybe intact, but you don't know until you start um, kind of poking around and, and looking through some things.
4: Uh, yeah, I will for sure do that. Take my time and start kind of, you know, investigating and gingerly going through things, seeing what's salvageable. Okay. Why don't you make an investigation check uh, with advantage because Colbury is also looking. Cool. Advantage. Ooh, a nat 20. Oh my gosh. For a total of? 20. <laughs> As you are um,
0: looking around here, you see first off you see on a um, on one of the shelves there is this kind of um, you know a gramophone like a record player with a big horn on it you know that you kind of crank and stuff. There's basically like the the horn, the bell shape thing of a gramophone just resting on. One of these um, one of these shelves, and it looks like it's made out of uh, brass, and it's uh, looks like it's made very very well, um, and it's resting there. That definitely catches your eye. And then, as you and Colby are looking around, let's see. Colby manages to find a book that, as he touches it, it does not crumble, and he shows it to you. Um, and then you also find a second book,
4: just real quickly too. Before we started on this whole adventure down into the cave, I prepared some new spells. And uh, one of them I took was detect magic. Okay. Um, so I think I'd like to try to catch, uh, cast that almost as like a ritual, taking the okay. 10 minutes to take my time. But use that to see what I can tease out of some of this the stuff that's in here. Colby seems
0: very interested in these books. There is that horn. Let's say this. Let's say you guys go back into the main room because you guys managed to find pretty much everything that was in the library still intact. And you can cast that and kind of look at everything you guys have found um, as you guys also take a short rest. Does that sound good? That'd be perfect. Okay. All right. So everybody can take a short rest. And as you cast detect magic, Ebby, you know that the red ruby that Colby has is magical. The crystalline matrix the that consciousness apparatus you um you know that it's it's magical it's got a magic component to it um, but you already know what that does but there is something a little different about this it is not in a deacon currently and you sense that there is magic coming off of it there is some kind of a power to it that you might be able to utilize and then the, the kind of the, the bell, the horn that you found, the gramophone kind of uh, horn, that has definitely some magical uh, potency. And then both books do as well, which makes sense why they would not have crumbled if they were magical in nature.
4: Okay, cool. I'm going to type
0: that all up as notes. <laughs> all right. But as far as what they actually do, that you can't tell.
4: Interesting hole there, Abby. Yes, there's uh, some interesting things here. I'm going to take the gramophone bell thing and gingerly put it on my head.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It looks absolutely smashing.
4: I look like that one girl, you know, the one that we, you know, after we like brutally stabbed and put rocks inside of the other person's body, (laughs) we, she had the friend with this pointy hat. It's kind of like hers, right? (laughs) <laughs> kind of
0: a little bit more a little bit more steampunky though
4: you remember that right where we, we stuffed stones into that dead woman's body <laughs> <laughs> i do remember yes i remember i remember <laughs> <laughs> i recall that vividly yes he's
3: glaring at joff as joff is like cutting open these like robots
5: <laughs> oh <gosh. laughs>
0: As you guys sit down and kind of start um, looking at this, these, uh, these items and taking a short rest, uh, Magister Colby starts looking through uh, one of the books and then he kind of throws it off his lap and grabs his head as he is rocked by something and um, he took some damage from that book. And when he kind of clears his head, he shakes his head, he looks weaker, like he looks fatigued and he says,
2: I wouldn't recommend reading that book. Goodness, what what happened? Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's what my parents worried college education would do to me. <laughs> oh, man.
4: <laughs> Paul, you said that the, the bell, gramophone bell thing was magical too, right? 100% yes. Okay. No, he says he just says, it, it was
0: beyond my understanding. And he goes over and he, he picks it up and he's going to start putting it into his carpet
4: bag for safekeeping. Perhaps if we were to study it together, we might be able to unwind some of its secrets a little bit more safely. Uh, and in, in Allele, I'm going to ask him, are you able to speak the language? He stops for a second and then he uh, squints his eyes and says, uh, I understand a little. Okay, that may be part of the key to understanding some of these things. Let's work on it together. He says, "I hope you don't mind. I'll,
0: if you feel like you want to try, that's fine. I, I will take a break from it for now." And he is going to go and sit over against the wall. He hands you the book. You've got it now in your hands. I think I'm going to try and read it. Okay, Um, let's see. You get a splitting headache and take 16 psychic damage. Yowza! Okay, no saves or anything, huh? No saves. I, yeah, I was going to ask Colby if it, if it felt like it was attacking more of his intelligence, his wisdom, or his charisma. <laughs> <laughs> it's his, brain. It's, it's his a, brain. it's affecting his brain. Okay, well, while we're all sitting here, Pine hasn't really
2: spoken to Adressa yet at all. So he'll just say, So you know Nari from before. I missed the introductions. I was babysitting.
0: looked kind of glances over at you and shakes his head, but he's got his head in his hands he's gonna have to burn some hit dice as well. Um, Adresa says, yeah, I, I remember Nari always wanting to tag along. And I remember Tikris would always,
5: yeah,
0: he, he kind of picked on you. I'm sorry. I laughed when he would, but no, and he kind of, she kind of looks at you, Nari appraisingly. Uh, and she says, it looks like you've, you've grown strong.
2: I'm impressed. Do you think that, um, Tikris would be surprised that, uh, She's the real hero who's supposed to be down here. He seemed pretty upset when it was Tsar, but would he have uh, reacted differently if it was Nari here?
0: She kind of gets a dark look on her face and she says, That man, if it was anybody
1: but himself, he would have had the same reaction.
3: Hmm. That sounds about right.
1: He's a prideful fool. I'd like to know if Nari had any embarrassing nicknames from when she was a kid. Um, let's
0: see. Why don't you make a persuasion check as Adressa glances over and makes eye contact with Nari. Nari, you make an intimidation check.
3: (laughs) Oh no, I'm not good at being intimidating. Oh, but I got an 18. Oh my God, Scott! We
1: both rolled 18.
3: We're just we're just glaring at each other.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, so this is this
0: is a roll-off and this is just total luck. I just want each year each of you to roll a D20 and whoever gets the higher one wins.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> this is the most important roll of the game.
1: Joff rolled a one.
3: Eight. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> they call me Gary. that uh, twenty storm fist. That's- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dressa starts to open her mouth and then she makes eye contact with Nari and she kind of shuts it real quick. And she says,
2: uh,
1: not that I can remember. No.
3: Nari, popping my knuckles over there.
1: <laughs> Jeff glances at Nari and notices the exchange and says, I think that might be answer enough for me then. Oh, gosh, that's funny.
0: You guys sit here and you rest for about an hour. Phobos and Deimos slowly fade away and disappear back into green mist.
2: Later, guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're they're good boys. We'll have a dog treat for you next time.
2: (laughs) They're probably pretty pretty disappointed that
4: they couldn't really eat any of the kills today. Yes, I'll have to make it up to them at some point for sure. Those scamps.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, as you guys finish this rest, um, kind of addressa stands up. She puts her spear like butt on the ground and helps herself back up to standing, and she says. Thank you for helping me, freeing me from that, that tomb. I will help you find your brother, Nari. But we better go now if we're going to find him alive.
3: That sounds good to me.
2: Hell yeah. Welcome, welcome to Nari and the boys. Uh, or as we've also been known, the, what was it? The rabble rousers from Tavory? <laughs> <laughs> the rabble rousers of
0: Tavory, Yes. As you all get to your feet, brush off your, your clothes, prepare yourselves mentally for whatever else may be down here. We're going to stop for tonight. Man. Thank you, everyone, for playing. That was a slog. That fight was a slog. Yeah, that fight was hard. That was a rough one. That was a rough one. All right. Well, I can promise you guys that next time. It'll be different.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's as far
0: as I'm willing to go to uh, tip my hand. (laughs) (laughs) My lady. That is a callback to a very early episode. All right, you guys. Well, hey, if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Go tell your family, tell your friends. And until next time, have a great time.